Hey everyone, it's me, Shea Coulee, and welcome back to Wanna Be On Top? Today, we catch up with my friend Joel Kim Booster about the iconic start to America's Next Top Model, Cycle 2. We are going to get to know all of the contestants, and we are going to gag over the very first photo shoot that changed my very little gay life. Stay tuned. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hi, Shay. How's it going? You know, it's 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 going. Tell us, like, what are we going to be getting into today? So, last week we kicked off Cycle 2 talking with top three legend, Shandy Sullivan. She spilled all the tea about being um, in 2004 and working at Walgreens. She talked about her experience in the house, a little bit of Tyra, a little bit of panel. And today, this week, we're going to focus on meeting the contestants of Cycle 2 of America's Next Top Model. Yes, that is absolutely right. Today, you know, is a special day because I'm I'm really excited um about the guests that we have on today because this person knew me like I'm talking about like back when I was for real deep within my top model craze. Like I I'm sure I got in so much trouble in school for consistently talking about this show when I should have been paying attention to um, my learning. But honestly, at the end of the day, those... <laughs> okay, so that... <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to sound like such a bad... I'm like, the class, the math class with the angle... Geometry! Geometry! <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't know what you were talking about. I failed geometry. <gasps> so I was like, you're... Oh, I, I couldn't assist there. I'm so sorry. Geometry is hard. I was like literally trying to prove a point. Like I don't need, it. um, and and honestly, I really, um, I don't. My top model knowledge has uh played a a, a bigger role in my life. But this is somebody that, like, honestly, I've known since I was 15 years old. We. Went to high school together. We did uh, concert choir together, um, plays, musicals, madrigals, vocal jazz, like you name it. And I just absolutely am so excited that they are here because they are such a fantastic entertainer. It has been so much fun watching them blossom, become a star. So without further ado, please Help me welcome to the show, to want to be on top, my friend, Joel Kim Booster. Bitch. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, guys. (laughs) I am so excited to be here. And I'm actually, um, speaking of you getting in trouble 
for talking too much about this show. I literally, my first memory of Top Model, like the first time I ever heard it uttered, was by you in a Madrigals rehearsal. And you were get you were like wanting to race home. You were like, this rehearsal needs to end because I need to know if Naima is gonna win or some. I think it was Naima. I'm pretty sure it was Naima. Actually, it. actually, no. Now that you're talking about it, timeline was timeline wise, it was Naima's season. It was that iconic like water runway, and I really did. I knew that I needed to rush home and see it. It was important to me. It's so funny <laughs> that memory is so like in my brain because then, of course, I was like. What is the show? I have to know. I mean, if it's more important than Madrigals, then certainly <laughs> it has to be huge. And so I, that's when I started watching America's Next Top Model. And that is that is my defining memory of the show is is you um, and Madrigals. What a time. What a time. I love, I love this trend we're getting here with you, Shay, on uh, introducing this onto everybody in your life. Um, I Okay, so I have this quality about myself that I... I and actually... It's, this is a very typical thing. Like, if anybody is watching something and they enjoy it or whatever on TV, you want to have somebody to talk to about it. You know, you want to kiki about what happened the next day at school. And, like, people just weren't watching this show. So I literally was, like, campaigning. And every single... I would like pinpoint somebody in a class in an extracurricular activity. And I'm like, I'm going to talk incessantly about this show until they're like, oh, God, let me just watch it so that he'll shut the this fuck sh- up. <laughs> this show was to you what a lot of people Jesus was to them. You know, a lot of kids at our school tried to evangelize um, mm-hmm. for the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But you, yes. no, 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 it was Lord you and Savior Tyra evangelistalizing. Banks. <laughs> <laughs> you are Linda evangelistalizing. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. I am. I just. I want to start though. Before we jump in, I gotta say how fucking proud I am of you, and it is an honor to be the second most famous person from our high school behind you. Um, it is really, really actually third. We're actually you're second, and I'm third because, of course, Melissa McCarthy. I was about to say, yeah, went to so our high school as well. So three. we're both we're both trailing, but we are top three. Absolutely, and it is an honor, and I am so. Ex- I mean, do you? We did fucking Little Shop of Horrors together. Yes, we as did. Audrey Two and Seymour, and I can't wait for the day when we're both famous enough that we do a revival of that show. And I, you hear that universe? You hear that? We're putting it out there. We are putting that out there. That would literally be so much fun. Like I would absolutely love. Love, love that. So, and you would you know. be—you wouldn't be backstage this time. You would be in Audrey Two drag, like yes. full head to toe Audrey Two drag the whole time. We would absolutely out a way. and fully singing into my yes. deep bass register, yes. and that is what—that's <laughs> what the show needs. <laughs> that is what the show needs. Um, and honestly, speaking of top three and thinking about me, you and Melissa McCarthy, I was just envisioning us as like the top three contestants of America's Next Top Model and what that would look like, you know? <laughs> I feel like we would each represent something different, you know? Um, I mean, imagine all the problematic things Tyra would say to each one of us for very di- for varying different reasons. I mean... <laughs> 100%. 100,000%. Like, she would each make sure one you of were us- all aware. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yes, that I was black enough, that you were Asian enough, and that Melissa was fat enough, like yeah. 100%. And she'd be like, and that is what you represent, and you better. We'd be like, but um, I also like knitting. No. No. You are mm-hmm. this. 
the, you are that. The number of times she says in this episode, like, I think, and even I think they pipe it in. I think it's some of it is ADR, is her saying, and I love plus size. I love plus size. I mm-hmm. love plus size. There were at least like four or five mentions of that. Like she really mm-hmm. wanted to get that across. Yeah. We'll definitely talk about the production. Um, the amount of production that played in hand of telling the story this season as we cover it, because it's a lot heavier this cycle versus cycle one. Yes. I am so gagged. That's incredible. What a get. We are we too. Are too. <laughs> we are too. We are too. Um, speaking of Shandu, we should um, introduce Joel to some of these contestants, Shay. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, so, all right, so I am really excited to talk about the girls this week. The girls of Cycle 2 are the ultimate casting at all time. Like, I felt like there was a lot more thought into what girls uh, they would bring into the show. How about you, Maxwell? I definitely thought that the girls brought a very unique, everybody was very different. I feel like in cycle one, there was that moment where all the girls were really comparing themselves to each other. And like, you could really see their similarities. And this season, I felt like no girl really looked uh, alike at all. So there are those two young blondes, though. There are the two young blondes that even after like five episodes into season cycle two, I was like, who are they? Uh, Katie and Hannah. Katie Katie and Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. I knew exactly. (laughs) There were more more girls this season. So, I mean, definitely a little easier to get lost in the sauce that way. But I feel like there were only 10 of them for cycle one. And they, I mean, some of them really did look quite similar and offer very similar things. So it was nice to see a variety. And it was also very funny to see them all get dropped off on the streets of New York. (laughs) I know. Did they just give them different, like, Google pins to follow? Like, it was, why why do that to them? Why not just send them to the same place? I'm like, you say say Google pin. I'm like, we didn't, they didn't even have those. Yeah. So I'm like, what did they tell them? What was the info? Did they give them a physical map? They gave them individual map quest. Yeah. (laughs) They printed out map quest and was like, here. Yeah. Y'all remember that? Oh my god! Okay, Printing so for out the MapQuest directions to go to your friend's house. Yes. For the for the kids out there, for the kids out there, um, before smartphones, when we would need to go somewhere and we did not know how to get there, we would go online to a website called MapQuest, where we would then put in the address and then you would print out a pa- little paper map of the directions on how to get there. Yeah. And you Crazy. could miss one of those steps. If you missed one of those steps, you were fucked. Because it, it wouldn't reroute you the way that Google mm-hmm. Maps would, you know? So you had to figure it out on your own. So I used to have a little binder that had <laughs> MapQuest directions to each of my friends' houses that we would have on file because I couldn't remember ever uh, how to get to literally like Lakewood Falls. Um, oh my God. Oh, good old Lakewood Falls. Uh, one time um, uh, I got lost in Lakewood Falls. Um, at like at a, like a slumber party, we wanted to go to a uh, jewel and got so lost in Lakewood Falls that it took us three hours to get out of the oh subdivision. Because <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it was like a labyrinth. Anybody, it was. anybody, and all those houses look the same, the exact same. Like if anybody wanted wants to know what a suburban nightmare looks like, go to Lakewood Lake Falls, Falls and Bolingbrook. Illinois, it is every house looks there's like this it is, is like, so easy to get lost for the, like the seven kids from Plainfield listening to this podcast. They're <laughs> creaming their pants right now. We are speaking directly to the seven kids from our hometown right now who are listening. Absolutely. So these girls obviously were given a really good map quest print out. 
for where they would would show up in New York City. And the first girl that we meet is Anna Bradfield. She's 24. She's from LaGrange, Georgia, and she is a mother and a wife. And uh, yeah, she says that uh, being a family woman is what she's all about. And she's here to show that you could be curvy and still a mama. It's interesting to me that she says really early on, she's like, I don't think being a wife and a mother from, where is she from again? LaGrange, Georgia. Georgia is going to affect her career and like her husband's so supportive. But I was like, what, what did she think the end game is for herself in this? Like, she can't live in LaGrange, Georgia and be a working model at the same time. Like, (laughs) I don't understand what she thinks is going to happen if she wins this show. You know, that was a question I always had for some of these people. I'm like, and what do you plan to do with that? And speaking of girls with a plan, we have Katie Anderson, who's 18 from Wilmar or yeah, Wilmar, Minnesota. She wants to be a model. She gave up the last half of her senior year to become a model. She moved to LA. This is her dream. And she loves to be the center of attention. Yes. Katie is Katie is a perfect example of like just like young, ingenue, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, so excited to get into the industry. And you can tell from the beginning, you're all like, she is the first girl that they're gonna try and make snap. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to so do it excited. with a pixie haircut. <laughs> it is I know you guys have talked about this sh- on the show before, but I forgot until I turned this on how fucking young these girls are. Like, it's oh, psychotic children. that they, what they're putting these children through. Like, it's, it's wild. But honestly, uh, the Australian franchise starts them at 15. What? Mm-hmm. They start them at 15 in Australia's oh next God. top model. <laughs> I mean, yeah. American Idol started at 15. I, people... The age of consent for reality shows needs to be higher than the age of consent for sex, honestly. It really does. Tea. No, 100%. 100%. It's just like, I, I was watching um another documentary about reality television, and they talked about this one um like kid... Not Kid, Kid Nation. I, Kid Nation. Kid Nation. Oh my, oh my God, God, a classic. <laughs> Ooh, I never watched Kid Nation, but in watching the behind the scenes of Kid Nation, I was like, okay, so this was child abuse is yep. what we, 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 we watched. Quite then, literally, I think. Those, those kids had to literally kill chickens to eat and survive. That is not cute. That is like, if I was nine years old out there having to like skin chicken, like kill chickens, I don't. I wouldn't be the CBS same. has done their darnest to wipe that from the internet, too. It's so hard to find Kid Nation. They're, they're quite ashamed, I think, as they should be. Well, I'm going to go on eBay and search for the box set as soon as we finish <laughs> recording this. Um, moving on with our contestants, the next person that we are introduced to, who uh, already I was like, yes, was April Wilkner. 23 from Miami, Florida. She's a corporate girl. She was working for a Fortune 500 company, managing large business accounts, and she wants to explore this new side of her. And she says that she's in this competition to do it for fun. What? What a flex! What a flex to be like. All these girls like want this so bad, and for her to come in and be like, "Yeah, I actually had a full ass career before this, and I could go back to it." What are you going back to after this, child? And she was gorgeous. She came to play. I mean, she may have just been wanting to have fun, but she 
knew yeah. she was going to make an impression. Speaking of people making an impression, we have Johanna House, who's 23 from Jacksonville, Florida. Yes. She always wanted to be a high fashion model, and she knew she couldn't fit into the clothes she wanted to model. So she lost 50 pounds for the competition and was very passionate and excited to be there. This storyline, the POV of the storyline would uh-huh. be so different today. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. way they talk about her weight loss mm-hmm. journey is like it would it just couldn't exist in a reality show today. No, no, it's it, it like watching it back. You're all like, wow. And like the overarching lesson, too, that you really think of that they're like, OK, honestly, if you try hard enough, you can be skinny and you yeah. can be a top model. I will say, though, I will say there is a scene later, I think in episode three or four, not to jump ahead, but they do show her eating a lot. And they do show her encouraging other girls to eat more. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that that, is, that was an important moment, I think, for, for her and the show. Because she is, like, eating. She's eating, like, a uh-huh. full meal, and they show it. And she's like, girl, stop eating pickles. Eat some chicken. I know. Yeah. So, at least we have that with Johanna. Because honestly, when you think about it too, like these girls are out here and they have to like honestly take care of themselves. And like mm-hmm. some of them that are 18 years old, you're like, have they actually cooked a meal for themselves before in their life? Is that also why she's eating pickles? Because she doesn't even know how she to properly yeah. cook a chicken breast. You yeah. know, it's like, dang. All right. So we're going to take a quick little break. And when we come back, we are going to meet the fellow contestants of season two with my girls, Joel Kim Booster and Maxwell Esposito. We'll be right back. All right, we are back and we are breaking down, discussing, meeting the contestants of Cycle 2 of America's Next Top Model. Next up, we have one of my favorites for so many reasons, Ziamara Mm -hmm. Franz. Good old Ziamara, 25, from Morganville, New Jersey. She was different from the rest of the girls. Obviously, she had more of an alternative sense of style. People noticed that she was always kind of different and she was ready to stand out all for the right reasons. Do y'all remember Ziamara? I love Ziamora. <laughs> Ziamora reminds me of, you know, those drag queens who come to drag race who are a little rough around the edges from like, you know, like your high mm-hmm. closets, your, your Chichi Devane's, your, you know, mm-hmm. Mooney Carts, like the ones who don't come from a lot, but they come mm-hmm. with a lot of personality and like drive and yes. they're there. And, like, that is what Ziamora is giving me. Like, she is giving me that girl who's, like, a, she She even says she's a bit of an underdog. But yeah. I love her. Yes. And I love her, just her Jersey sensibility. I love how Jersey she is. Mm. And I love those eyes. Um, those, <laughs> <laughs> whenever she would hit eyes. the runway and, like, all the intensity and that would just, like, radiate through her eyes. I mean, she looked crazed. But mm-hmm. we, we, we absolutely loved it. And I, I thought that she was a cutie. Next, we meet Bethany Harrison, who's 22, from Houston, Texas. And she is very much a sexy girl. She's very aware of it. But she wants to show people that she's more than just her boobs. <laughs> Good luck. gorgeous boobs they are. I yeah, mean, yeah, gorgeous I mean, boobs. Gorgeous boobs. Person. Um, like, head to toe, really. 
Yes. Now I all I could think of is just um, Nicki Minaj. Um, boo, 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 boobs. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> titties out, ass out. That was you, Maxwell. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Okay. Boobs is out, ass is out. <laughs> yeah, boobs is out. She loves boobs. <laughs> like, Nicki Minaj is not really much for a titty girl. She likes to say the word boobs. And who doesn't? So anyway, back to Bethany Harrison's boobs. She definitely, obviously, wanted to prove that she was more than just um, a big old chest, you know, and also wanted to represent for more healthy-figured girls. And, uh, yeah, I honestly, she didn't really get much of a chance to go beyond, you know, a lot of uh, boobies. It is wild how our conception of, like, what a healthy build looks like, because, like, she is, she definitely does have a healthy build, but she looks very tiny to me by today's mm-hmm. standards, I think. I think, like, some of these girls, the, the bo- you know, they look like little birds. They're so mm-hmm. real thin. And mm-hmm. it's a little, like, you just don't, you don't see it as much. We don't ask that, I think, as much of of women in the media as we as we did before. I think, like, obviously there's still horrors that we, we thrust upon women and their body image. But, like... For me, Bethany, like, she does look healthy, but she looks definitely on the smaller side of healthy, for, for mm-hmm. sure. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting how that's changed. It, it's honestly just that she has a big chest. Yeah. And, like, they're literally like, well, um, I'm sorry, you big titty model. You need to learn how to cover up your big the boobies. Posing. It's yeah. the posing. Yeah, and you're just kind of like, I mean, there's only so much you can do. I mean, <laughs> they're like, right... They're right, like they're like right there. That's like asking Dolly Parton to pose and like not show her breasts. You're like, I okay, mean, you know Tyra. If she if Bethany made it to the makeover, she would have been like, "We're giving you a breast reduction." <laughs> yeah, she's that psycho. Bye, oh my, by Jet. Um, next up, we have Shandy Sullivan. Yay! Yay! Oh, queen. queen. From Kansas, uh, former Walgreens clerk, she was never told that she was pretty, and she entered the competition. Um, as we found out, just like on a whim, she had no idea what America's Next Top Model was, but her boyfriend at the time said, I really think that you could do this. And we thank you so much, Eric, for that, because then we were gifted Miss Shandy Sullivan. Eric, what an eye. What an eye her boyfriend has. Because she is that sort of model pretty, you know? That, like, very specific model pretty face. And she is, she's like a factory-setting Heim sister, is what she is. Like, (laughs) she is the prototype, okay? (laughs) Like, that is what... She actually, of all the girls, gives me the most contemporary... Like, she could exist stylistically and, like, fully in 2021. Absolutely. Just as she is. 100%. Um, I was uh, saying this to her last week that I was just so blown away because I was watching when they were in Italy and they had to do their little styling challenge and make themselves like Italian sexy. And the outfit that Shandy put together from the, the, the flea market, honestly, I told her I was just all like, girls could still wear that today mm-hmm. and it would still look so fly. Everybody else's outfits were so dated. Sorry, girls, but Shandy's, mm, mm-hmm. I love. She's the queen. I'm obsessed with Shandy. Same, same. 
the legend. Um, let's move on to somebody also pretty legendary, or maybe not. I don't know. We have Sarah Racy Tabrizi. I really always give myself the one whose names I can't read, which is always so unfortunate. <laughs> but she's 22. She's from Seattle, Washington. She has a Persian background, and her family doesn't know she's there because she doesn't think they would be supportive of her modeling career because of their uh, conservative background. And that is her makeup storyline confessional in front of the mirror um sob story that's what we were getting from sarah she sort of fades in the background for me for a lot of these episodes i mean and honestly it's crazy because like she's the one that they're really hoisting up to be like the sexiest one of all the girls like tyra really points out that she feels like sarah could hold her own in a victoria's secret shoot with her and heidi and giselle so it's really interesting that they they from the jump were really, really, I feel, living for Sarah because in so many instances, I didn't feel like she was really projecting or giving yeah. much to stand out. When you, you said know, her name at first, until you got to the Persian background, I was like, oh, that one, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the name does not recall anything. but And she lasts a long time, not to give too many spoilers, but she does stay on the show for a while. So it is kind of funny that we all found her to be a tad... Um, forgettable. If y'all get upset with spoilers, first and foremost, um, <laughs> let me be the first person to tell you that this came out like 17 years ago. So I really like we cannot uh, help you, but we'll we we will try because we've encouraged people to listen. I mean, watch along with. But I mean, baby girl, it's yeah, out come there. On, no. Come on, we've been there. Um, next up, we have Camille McDonald. Oof. 25 from Mama Ronick, New York. And um, what she said is what's going to differentiate me from all those other girls is that I can do it better. She's a pageant girl who's done some runway and she definitely rubs everyone the wrong way immediately. Look, at the time, I was not, I did not feel uh, Camille when I was like a teenager watching this. <clears throat> Going back and like as an adult and like now having known personally um New York women from the West Indies I was like oh she I was like she I was like she's not trying to ruffle any feathers she's literally just like telling you exactly how she feels that she's unbothered yeah. and that I feel And a she's lot good to- and she backs it up that's the thing is that that's the thing that you is 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 undeniable is that she's fucking great like she reminds me i I, i'm gonna do this too much but like i'm obsessed with drag race too is she gives she's getting the like the tyra sanchez treatment of someone who's there and who's like very competent at this competition and does not give a shit is not is like the prototype for not there to make friends and 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 unfortunately gives a bad sort of like the you you it's clear that they're trying to cast her as the villain too absolutely Um, like, and I mean, I, and even amongst the girls, too, there's even moments where, like, I know they had to do this, this like, styling challenge, and she, like, borrows Yamara's earrings, and then, like, they come back, and, like, the, the, the earrings are, like, broken or whatever, and she's just all like, girl, I didn't even use those earrings, like, I don't even know, like, what happened to them, and she's like, now I gotta fix this girl's earrings, this girl's all mad at me over her earrings, and it's like, everyone's like, oh my god, wow, Camille broke Yamara's earrings, like, what a bitch, you know? And, like, you could tell at every turn, Yamara was like damn these girls are clearly from a small town (laughs) like this shit really bothers them she's like okay i'll i'll try i'll fix it it is it is wild because i expect it to be more on johanna's side in all of it but like i'm not i find it and i i was though 
I feel like I was really rooting for her at the time, and now watching it, I'm kind of like, Ah, yeah, now actually watching it, I'm like, um, you are actually giving me, like, classic, like, Karen-like tendencies, Mm -hmm. and, um... Even, like, the moment where they were trying to have a conversation and Camille was literally just speaking and Joanna like, raises her voice and screams, like, I'm not finished! And you're like, well, actually, when we really want to get down to it, that is more aggressive than the way that you guys are painting Camille out to be. It's wild. It's and really wild. And unfortunately, I think that Camille's read on Joanna is absolutely correct. I think Joanna does wish she was as confident as Camille. And like, I mean, clearly she gets it by the end of the show, Joanna, but like, I do think at the beginning of this competition, she looks at Camille's confidence and is threatened by it and is is and that is exactly why she acts the way she does. Totally. Um next, we have Heather Blumberg. She's 18 from Moreno Valley, California. She's young. She's the fresh fish. She thinks she can pursue this career much longer than the other girls because she's younger. Oh, oh snooze. Heather. I mean, she was, I mean, that was such a delight to get her. Most I remember about Heather was well, A, she she really was the one that like really couldn't make many connections with the girls in the house. She like really struggled. That was like the thing. And and, and I feel like they didn't show it, but I, I kind of got a vibe that the rest of the girls were slightly annoyed with Heather and just really just did not want to like hang. And then also she was constantly read by Miss J for when she did her well, actually runway or photos like opening her mouth yep. you know they'd be like girl like you catch it flies like you need to stop that and uh and then also i remember tyra giving her this critique because this kind of goes along with the storyline that we're talking about with joanna where she goes to heather heather um you're not like quite toned enough as the other girls but you're yes. not quite big enough to be um plus size so um you need to either lose a bit of weight or gain a little bit of weight, but just figure it out. Crazy. Crazy. And you're just like, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yes, but little old Heather um, really didn't make it too far. And I remember her. I know. And I remember her saying um, in her elimination that she's like, I know I'm prettier than a lot of the other girls that are there and I'm just like that is like honestly the last thing you want to say when exiting America's Next Top Model because (laughs) if there's anything that they've established is that beauty is only part of it you need a lot more next up we have Janasha Chakos 21 from Buren Washington she's very confident um, but also she is the shortest in the competition. And for those of you who I'm sure are familiar, she was the girl who slept in. Hmm. Horrific. 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 Yeah. Um, I mean <laughs> What else is there to say? Nothing. I was actually gonna go on to the next girl. Yeah. I was gonna talk about Mercedes. So Mercedes is 22 from Valencia, California. She says she's the reformed rude girl from New Jersey, which is so like funny looking back at it because I always thought she was the sweetest person. Like I couldn't imagine yeah. her being rude to anybody. So um, but she moved to California to be a happier person and um, yeah, she came to play a really great game. I love Mercedes. Yeah, She's Mercedes is one of my faves, for sure. 
She was my fave. She was my fave. Love those little dimples. And I and every time I read the words um Hoke Tour, I always think of them giving them that lesson and her in her interview being like, um, it's called Hoke Toe. <laughs> so whenever she I read that so word, cute. I hear Hoke Toe every time I read Hoke Tour. It's just That's a always great drag name. Hoke Kato. Hoke yes. Kato. Please welcome to the stage, Hope Cateau. <laughs> so that is all of the girls, all of the contestants for cycle two of America's Next Top Model. We've obviously already talked about who some of our faves are, who we find to be the most legendary. We are going to take a very short break. And when we come back, we will get into the contestants just a little bit more. We'll be right back. We are here with my pal, Joel Kim Booster, and I want to talk a bit about the girls living in this penthouse. After the initial runway challenge, the girls get Tyra mail that says, Welcome to your new crib. Go to the fourth floor. It's a bling-bling, punk-funk, mod kind of world in here. Stake your claim, Tyra. Ding! The top models check into their new penthouse and the place screams bigger budget. The girls, of course, fight about the rooms and where they are going to sleep. Now, how do you think, Joel, you would fare in a house with a group of male models? I think I would do okay. I've gone on plenty of Fire Island vacations where we've shoved like 20 people into a house meant for four. Um, so I think I, you know, I've slept in hammocks, I've slept in beach chairs, I've slept, you know, in bathtubs, quite honestly. So I think I would do okay. I'm pretty low maintenance when it comes to picking rooms and such like that. So I think I would be okay. I would, I would be focused on the competition, not where I was laying my head at night. Work. You heard it here first. And honestly, um, hammocks are really comfy. If anybody just really wants to, you know ever give it a try for an actual night's sleep you can get a really comfy sleep in a hammock yeah yeah there's this moment where sarah talks about being over the high maintenance girls in the house how would you as someone who's very low maintenance handle somebody like camille um you know what i would probably just try and lick her asshole a little bit just get her get her comfortable and let her know that like i'm not threatened i'm not you know i'm not scared i'm not mad um i'm just here you know to do the competition and make sure that like she knows like i, I rec- game recognizes game like that's okay we can mm-hmm. still compete but i recognize your game absolutely absolutely 100% i mean like look <clears throat> i think about this all the time and i feel like um, one of the reasons why um, girls from Drag Race really do, like, still love each other after the process is because we do not have to cohabitate and share mm. a house with one another. Because I guarantee you, it would be so much worse. Like I would like we... to see it. <laughs> I, just, I think like, a lot of people would. I just literally cannot 
imagine. Look, I'm um I tend to be a little bit more on the tidy side. Um, my clothes, I'll get like a dirty clothes pile like the one that's over here. But that's about that's about it. Um I've seen, and also, like, when I stay in hotel rooms, I kind of guilt clean them before oh, I even absolutely. check out. I don't let those cleaning people in until I've had the run of the place first. Ah. Like, I need to do a once-over before the cleaning people come. Absolutely. So, for me, I've seen some of my room, like, some, some of my sister's, like, hotel rooms and the way that they keep the places that they stay. And I know for a fact, like, I would probably end up um, choking somebody <laughs> for it being so messy. And also, drag is just messy in general. Like, I, I literally have to clean my bathroom probably uh, four times a week from when I shower and all my brown foundation gets all over the white subway tile. Like, it's it, it's a lot of maintenance, and some people don't feel like doing it. And I would, I because I would be that girl that would be like, why is it that I'm the only one washing the shower? <laughs> House meeting. Shay's not going to be the only one washing the shower. I'm holding the hand. I'm the one speaking. <laughs> Why is no one cleaning the shower? For real, the 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 hand passed the baton. Okay, so all right, the next day, the girls have their very first photo shoot at six a.m. Um, we talked about this with Shandy last week. Um, but Maxwell, can you remind Joel and our listeners what happened that morning? Sure. So the girls wake up for their photo shoot the next day and uh, they all file into the van. And April, who, uh, if you remember, had made friends with Janasha during the photo, uh, the runway challenge the day before, um, they had made an alliance because she helped her during that challenge. So April got to the van and realized that Janasha wasn't there. She had overslept. So she asked the girls if she could go upstairs. And the girls were like, well, we're going to be late if you go upstairs. So no, you can't go upstairs. So April, uh, let Janasha sleep in and Janasha ended up being like two or three hours late to the photo shoot. I I mean, I have, to, I feel for Janasha so bad in this situation. Like I agree with what she says, those bitches um, like be fit. Like Janasha was two hours late. April, you could have been 15 minutes late. You could have been 15 minutes late. They could have ordered a cab together. Mm-hmm. I mean, T and honestly, okay. This is how I feel like we all felt. We were like, wow, those bitches. But um, Shandy revealed to us that they actually made attempts to wake up Janasha. <gasps> that Janasha didn't, that they made attempts to wake her up and that she didn't, it, th- that they were like, okay, after, because it was supposed to be April, but Shandy was like, I made several attempts to wake up Janasha because she was on the bunk above me. And she's like, she didn't wake up. And she was just like, because she had set her alarm early, early and was like, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get my stuff all ready. And then she fell back asleep and then just fell into such a deep sleep that they couldn't wake her up. Oh no! And I'm just like, well, well, damn girl. I mean, I, I want to be mad at the girls for you, but it seems like, you just are way too heavy of a sleeper yeah and they were like um we're gonna be late so like uh we gotta go i don't know her yeah i don't know her like that i just met her she's short anyway will she win (laughs) (laughs) so before we get uh so we get to the photo shoot and we find out that the girls are going to be doing an adam and eve style photo shoot where they'll be posing naked with a male model while having their bodies airbrushed the girls meet Noted fashion photographer Nigel Barker, who is going to photograph them. 
as a viewer, I remember being so excited seeing how much more elevated the shoot was from the previous cycle. And I'm just going to read you, like, the little girl's castings. Okay. So, we had um, Anna, who was Eve of the Sea. We had April, who was Asian Eve. We had Bethany, who was Eve of Winter. Camille, who was Bird of Paradise Eve. Katie, who was the Heavenly Eve. Heather, the Floral Eve. Janasha, the Enchanting Archer Eve. (laughs) Love the way that one sounds. Mercedes, the Egyptian Eve. Sarah, the Medieval Eve. And Shandy, the Fairy Tale Eve. And then there's Ziamara, the Eve of Temptation, and Joanna, the Eve of Night. Which is like, these, none of these things are a thing. There is. <laughs> no, like, where did they, where, who, who did they, where did they pull this from? The, there's no such thing as Egyptian Eve. Like, I'm sorry, you don't remember Asian Eve from the historical <laughs> text of Confucius? <laughs> is April Asian? That was what I, I was, my brain was broken trying to understand, like, if I could, if I could like that. Shoot, yeah, I did like her photo, but yeah, a- April was Asian and and she was uh, half Japanese, half Irish, if I remember correctly. And uh, she w- she explained her background, and they were like, "You look Asian, so stop telling us that you're only half Asian, okay?" And she was like, "Um, all right." I was just like letting you guys know where I came from. They're like, "We get it." Do you think this was because of Eve the doll? Like, why is there not Eve the doll as one of the Eves? Wait. Isn't wait, Tyra what? Banks and Life Size Doll named Eve? Eve oh, okay. <laughs> I was Sorry. thinking. Good morning. I, re- I was thinking of um, Eden the doll for one second, beautiful uh, trans icon. And I was just all like, I was like, wait, I was like, was she on in the public consciousness at this time? Eve the doll as in Life Size. Yes, I get it. Um, I wonder what that would look like, <laughs> Eve the doll. <laughs> um, I, I, okay. So, Joel, if you were to be an Eve, what Eve would you be? Hmm. Um, I would be bareback Eve. Uh, <laughs> yes, we live. What would she look like? She would, uh, look like a prep pill. Uh, <laughs> she would look like my Discovy. She would be just, um... <laughs> That, yeah, that's exactly. That'd be it. some hot airbrushing. Yeah. I'm seeing it now. What about yes. Truvada Eve? Maybe Truvada like Eve. A, yeah, like <laughs> Discovy Eve. Yeah, generic prep Eve. Yes, break we... the patent Eve. <laughs> um, Maxwell, what Eve would you look like? What would your Eve look like? I would probably um, be like uh, the Eve of iced coffee, and I would probably look like very Mary Kate, and I would just wear like oversized sweaters <laughs> and like uh, just drink iced coffee with a straw because I wouldn't care about the environment in yes. playing that character. Absolutely. And you? Um, I'm thinking I would be um, I would be Anaconda Eve, Ooh. and um. Uh, by Anaconda Eve, I just mean like I would have this really fat ass, and it would really just be kind of like the 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 cover art for Nicki Minaj's Anaconda, and it would just be like this just like fat ass with like an anaconda like painted like it was like circling around my body with like an yes, apple. Love. Yeah. Love that. That would be my my tea. But honestly, actually, 
Uh, interesting story. My season nine promo outfit was loosely inspired off of Mercedes Egyptian Eve. I was about to ask you that, actually. I was Mm -hmm. looking at this picture. That's Mm -hmm. that's incredible. She was the top four pick for that week. I mean, damn, she looked absolutely stunning. Those those false lashes, too, did her such such a favor. You know, they really gave her all the drag. I mean, I really may have to go back and really play around with that concept because I still live. You know, Chiana said her face was a knockout. It yeah, was Janice is obsessed. I mean, and I mean, honestly, who could blame Janice at this point? I mean, I know everyone really was all like, "Oh, Joanna's like face, her face, it's like so like angular and symmetrical." And I was just all like, "Um, let's not count my girl Mercedes out because Mercedes also had a beautifully." symmetrical gorgeous mm-hmm. and those dimples oh my god like not only mm-hmm. could she like sell high fashion she could sell you toothpaste like mm-hmm. and and that's what you want you know all while struggling with lupus hello and i mean and 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 such a young girl and going through this competition where you know it's really stressful and not even confiding in any of her fellow contestants that she's dealing with um such a, a crazy struggle like that's wild it's funny you said that she um, she could sell toothpaste because I feel like a read that they constantly make throughout the show is how girls sell toothpaste. They'll be like, oh, you'll see her selling toothpaste. You <laughs> know what? It's someone who's done something that has done things that have been both commercial and editorial. The toothpaste ones will pay your bills. <laughs> You do the toothpaste so you can do the editorial shit. Hello. You could, you could go do your little editorial things, mama. But I'm going to be over here paying the bills with the toothpaste. <laughs> like, that's what's he. So, hey, Mercedes, um, I'm still holding out for your Colgate contract to roll through because you deserve. My favorite read, I think, is um, the Jane editor guy, the judge. I can't remember his name. He doesn't um, make Eric a mark Nicholson. in my brain. Eric Nicholson calling um, Heather Nickelodeon. Says, I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm getting Nickelodeon from her. I mean, not not. I mean, not not. And I, I, I took this moment to be like, okay, who from Nickelodeon is a successful fashion icon person? But they actually all seem to come from Disney. I'm like trying to think of like one. Nope. All three of us, all three of us homosexuals sitting over here are silent. So Miranda I guess... Cosgrove? A Miranda Cosgrove? Is that from, is she from iCarly? iCarly, yeah. Yeah. No, she's memeable. She's memeable, but I would not consider her being... She's bankable. She's yeah. bankable. <laughs> um, wait, speaking of bankable, Shandy's photo is great, and her reaction, Ugh. I had forgotten this moment, and I wish we had talked to her about it, but when she like, goes up and touches her picture, because she couldn't believe how beautiful it was. Oh, I- my God. I know, I know. That was so sweet. And her just, like, peering through her sweet little glasses you were like you know those producers were like yes mm-hmm. yes we made we the nerdy it. girl feel pretty i love it and she looks fucking gorgeous in this photo oh my god i know she absolutely does i i i, I just remembered this moment just being like dang they i mean they really stepped it up not to mention too 
um, that there was a little uh, mishap with uh, a magazine cover in which they had put these images on there and one of the Adams um, nutsacks was hanging out in <gasps> the back and they did not catch it. And I remember... I remember seeing that like at the store and being like, oh my, I think it was like a TV guide or something like that. And I was just like, oh my God, you know, it's, it's, it's very easy for uh, uh, a closeted homosexual amount in the middle of nowhere to be able to spot some balls on mm-hmm. something. We're constantly looking, whether it's like at Hanes underwear packages, whatever, wherever we can find them, we will spot them. And it really did give me a lot of joy. Shandy said it was also in Hustler because remember she told us that story where she went to the sex store to get it. Yes, she was <gasps> just all like, mm, "Like, let's get into this little Hustler moment." They were all like, "Yeah," they're like, "Balls, we put that on Hustler." After deliberation, we learned that Anna would be the first to go home. She is also the only girl from that season that doesn't get to travel to Milan and do the runway show with the other girls. But the journey doesn't stop here. We still have so much of Cycle 2 to cover. Thank you so much, Joel, for stopping by and joining us. Did you have a good time? I had a blast. What a privilege. What a privilege this was. Yes. Well, please tell the kids where they can find you. I'm at I Hate Joel Kim on all social media handles. Um, follow me there. And um, I have a podcast you can listen to called Urgent Care. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And don't worry, Joel will be joining us again on Thursday as we continue to chat about what it's like being icons from Plainfield, Illinois. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any top model facts or questions for me and Maxwell or our guests, or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to Want to Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us grow. I'm Shay Coulet. And I'm Max Wasposito. And always, the question remains, Want to Be On Top? Want to Be On Top? Want to Be On Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any of the show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Forever To listen to Want to Be On Top? ad-free and Monday early. Sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top? Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna Be On Top is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom, hosted by Shea Coulee, produced by Maxwell Esposito, editing and sound design by Will Pitts, executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey.